welcome to the Surviving Trauma Stories of Hope podcast. Thank you for joining me and listening to this podcast where I share my own stories, experiences and lessons learned in this journey called life. I also use my platform to share the inspirational stories of other incredible humans who have navigated their way in this life and have inspirational stories to share with you. As always, when we need it, we call on the experts to help and guide us with some of the questions that we may have. I'm your host, Marlene McConnell, and thank you for allowing me into your space. Hi, guys. In today's episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about the podcast, how it all started, what it's about, and also take the opportunity to introduce myself to you and share a little bit about my journey so far. So I am a businesswoman, an entrepreneur, and now officially a podcaster. I am South African. I was born in a small town into a big family and I was raised in a religious home. I lived with my parents and my grandmother on a farm in the mountains. And in my early years, I spent all my time with my grandmother while my parents were at work and I loved it. I mean, you get what I'm saying. Uh, you just seem to get away with so much more when it's a grandparent than when it's a parent. So I remember my childhood being a simple life that was carefree and filled with joy and happiness. Being the youngest of five children, I was always the baby and enjoyed all the wonderful spoils that came with that territory. My siblings would always play with me. They would put me on their shoulders, take me for piggyback rides, which was so much fun. And of course, I loved all the attention. From about the age of eight or nine, my parents encouraged me to take part in beauty pageants to boost my confidence, overcome fear and anxiety, learn how to be comfortable around people and be comfortable in front of a camera and behind a microphone. I loved being on stage and speaking to the audience during the question segments of the competition. I would also go on to win several beauty pageants as a child and as a teen and my last pageant was when I was about 21 years old. After school, I left for university to study law. I took a small but a necessary detour by taking a biblical study course. So at my core, I am a spiritual being and I'm also a sensitive as a child, I grew up in a religious home with church, Sunday school, Bible study, daily prayer and devotion. Given that I grew up in a religious home, by the time I got to university, I wanted to understand more about religion, spirituality and God's omnipotence in this universe. So I decided to take a biblical study course to educate myself, not only on my religion of Christianity, but also Judaism, Islam, Buddhism, and African religions. I was so fascinated by the different faiths 
the cultures in these religions and the different ways of praying and worshipping, the more I explored, I realized that all the religions had one common spiritual thread, and that was the belief that a higher power existed in the universe. From a young age, my parents installed the importance and presence of spirituality and religion in my life, and using that as the foundation to ground me in life. I would eventually complete my law degree and qualify as an attorney specializing in corporate governance and maritime law. For most of my career, I worked in the publicly listed environment, providing predominantly legal and governance services, board and management support services, and facilitating communication between management and the board. In that role, I also participated in stakeholder relations with regulators like the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, and I also represented the business views on industry bodies when engaging with governments on new legislation affecting the industry. After many years of working in the corporate environment and achieving the goals that I had set for myself, I left the corporate world. I took some time out for myself before turning my focus on becoming an entrepreneur. I launched my business during the pandemic. (laughs) Some might say I'm crazy, but I did it. And In my business, I offer board technology, board administration, advisory and board training services to my clients. And my company was well received and I am so grateful to the friends and colleagues who had supported me and provided me with contacts for new clients and even becoming clients themselves. Sometimes you underestimate your impact on others and it's only when you receive this kindness that you realize that in life we only get what we deserve because there's no such thing as luck or chance. If you are receiving kindness, it is because you have shown kindness to someone else. I felt so blessed and so supported during this um, this time uh, of launching my business. So enough about me. Let's talk a little bit about the podcast. The podcast stays true to its name in that the show is about people who overcome traumatic events in their lives and are now sharing that inspirational stories of hope that they have taken away from having gone through those events. The show starts with me sharing my own life-changing experiences. Some experiences have been serious and others less so, but I have always tried to look beyond the obvious and find the positives to learn the lesson that the experience brings. The podcast explores the different experiences, emotions, lessons and aids that helped me and other survivors to heal and hopefully the listeners will know that they are not alone and um, leave the show with a positive takeaway. I suppose for me, the next logical question is, given all the different platforms. Why a podcast? I guess it started with an intense feeling to create something that would allow me to own my stories and heal others in the process. It made me think 
How can I best be of service to others so that I can give effect to this desire and bring it to life? To do that, I needed a platform through which I could reach the community. I do not believe in coincidences. In my life, I have had the opportunity to learn how to read the news for radio, how to do voiceovers for ads, um, even voice training for singing. And I was, all, I was also approached to apply for a position on an agricultural radio show, which I decided at the time not to take up, but prepared for anyway. So even though I did not realize this, all these random experiences that came my way would come in handy years later. As an extrovert and being comfortable behind a microphone, thanks to my dad, a podcast was the natural choice for me. My barrier to entry was the fact that I knew very little about podcasting and nothing about editing. My saving grace came when I met Pat Flynn online and he taught me everything I know about podcasting. I remember a few years ago saying a prayer at my desk and asking, God, please let me be at the right place at the right time and with the right people. Meeting Pat was one of those times when that prayer was answered. I actually was trawling the internet to find out how to do this and stumbled upon my now podcast hosting company, which led me to Pat and the rest is history. So now that you know a little about my podcast and I, let's get into the meat of the show and touch on my life-changing experiences. Honestly, I have had many life-changing experiences throughout my life, more than what I can count on one hand, but there are three very defining events that comes to mind. My friend will always joke with me and tell me that I have lived a thousand lifetimes in this one life of mine. And maybe that's true. <laughs> I don't know. The experiences that I want to highlight are the kind where you undergo transformation, unearth healing and emerge a changed person. It is a transformational experience that takes you from one state of being to the next. Following such an experience, there is an elevation in the belief that a higher power exists in the universe and it brings about a higher vibrational frequency within you. As I mentioned before, I had a really wonderful childhood and I grew up in a lovely big family. Everything was wonderful, but it turned dark on the day that a woman known to the family decided to take me at the age of seven. It all happened so quickly and because I knew her, I did not think much about it, but soon realized something was afoot when there was no sign of us going home and she passed me off as her daughter to the people we encountered. As a child, the scariest thing is not knowing where you are, not knowing how to get home and have this fear over you of not knowing if you will ever see your mom or your family again. I was lucky because the police found me within the first 24 hours after having gone missing. The best place was my mom's arms as the police officer handed me to her. I remember my mom sobbing and holding me so tight. As young as I was, that experience introduced me to fear. 
anxiety, panic, and emotions that I never knew before. I mean, before that fateful day, my life was easy, carefree, and fun-loving. As a kidnapped survivor, I experienced stress reactions that included dread, shock, um, lots of anxiety, and guilt. If I think back, I used to dread going to school because I did not know if someone else would take me. I also felt so guilty because I left with that woman, disobeyed my mom who told me not to go with anyone ever. So at a young age, I learned that there was something bigger than me that guided me and gave me courage to stick with the one person who knew where my mom was despite my fears. I remember she tried to leave me with this family and told me to stay in the back room, but I knew that if I lost her, I would lose the chance to get back home. So I ran out of the house and came face to face with a dog between the front door and the gate. Being terrified of dogs um, at the time, my initial reaction was to stop, but instead I had the strength and the courage to jump over the dog, open the gate and catch up with her. The second big lesson was that family is everything. The overall experience was an exceedingly difficult one for my family, but we pulled through and got through it. Forward a few years later and I would experience my second big trauma. As a young student living in my off-campus apartment, I was attacked during a home invasion, raped, beaten, strangled and left for dead. The attack was an experience that would impact my life for many years to come. My initial reactions to the trauma was exhaustion. You don't know exhaustion like that until you fight for your life. This was followed by confusion, anger, sadness, anxiety, agitation, numbness and disassociation. In time, I would learn that these responses were normal in that they affect most survivors and are socially acceptable, but they were self-limiting. So at this stage, following a violent trauma, I not only had to deal with my own emotions, trying to process what happened to me, but I also had to deal with the impact that this trauma had on those close to me, like my mother, my father, my siblings, my friends, my boyfriend. So this was a very difficult time because everything was so raw. However, as time went by, the trauma responses became more severe and included continuous distress without periods of relative calm or rest, severe disassociation symptoms, I guess a feeling of being disconnected from my body and the world around me. I was so angry at the world. I also experienced these intense intrusive recollections despite a return to safety and staying in that safe space. I also dealt with years of persistent fatigue, constant nightmares, fear of recurrence, anxiety-focused flashbacks, depression and avoidance of emotions, sensations, places or activities associated with the trauma, even remotely. It took a long time for me to heal these deep wounds and even now I still process and continue to heal. At the time, this trauma was bigger than me and it consumed my life. If there is something that I learned from all of this, it is that in life, we always have a choice. In this situation, 
I could have chosen to fall into victimhood of this trauma or muster up the energy to find the world to live and transform this bad situation in my life into something better. During the trauma, I fought to live. And after the trauma, I again had to choose to live. I learned that only I had the power to pick myself up and move on with my life. Nobody in this world could do that for me. This trauma was such a dominant force in my life and it held its power over me for quite a while. I carried my wounds with me and I went about my life without realizing it. It was only once I learned that the way that you respond to a situation and the way that you choose to look at the situation is what will determine its power over you. And once I understood that, I could change its power over me and learn that trauma does not have to define me. This experience also taught me to listen to my inner voice. You know, as I sat back and replayed the events of that day over and over in my mind, I realized that everything on that day tried to guide me away from the situation and I ignored it. And so what I can tell you is don't ignore your intuition because that is the way that the universe communicates with us. All the energies around us conspires to bring us messengers and sometimes warnings. It does not matter what the situation is or whether it is positive or negative. Always pay attention. Through this experience, my perceptions of people also changed. Um, I learned that people are all equal in that we are all spiritual beings driven by a life force that brings us experience that leads us to our life purpose. This experience changed what I saw when I looked at people. I used to not pay that close attention to people, but I never really took the time to see or understand them. Most of what I knew about people was based on limited interactions, my perceptions and assumptions. What I learned on that day was that in those moments when you are in a situation with another, where you are on opposite ends of the life spectrum, one fighting for their life and the other intent on murder, everything that mattered in this life about either person, like class, status, wealth, personality, looks, it all disappears. And for a while, everything becomes equal. And it comes down to two opposing life forces in the same space. Having survived my violent attack I now have the ability to see people for more than just their circumstances, their class, their status, their wealth, but I have gained the ability to see their souls. Every trauma brings an opportunity to grow and learn and to reassess where you are on your life's path. The universe brings us these situations in our lives to allow for self-examination and reassessment of where we are and where we are going. And that is what I had to do. And it was not a once-off. It's a continual learning experience. My third life-changing trauma came in the form of a dreaded disease, cancer. This was the one trauma that I embraced completely and accepted for what it was. 
I was diagnosed with cancer on Friday the 13th and despite the stigma attached to the day, I did not experience the diagnosis as bad luck. I understood that what was about to happen to me was beyond my control and it was not about the cancer. From a physical perspective, I had to undergo a biopsy, two surgeries, radiation, endocrine treatment and today I am cancer free. Coming face to face with my mortality once more allowed for self-examination, reassessment of my life my continued existence and my life's purpose. I looked at the spiritual motivations behind the disease to understand its reasons for its presence and to acknowledge its existence. I needed to learn from it and use the message that it brought for the highest good. The cancer journey came to me at a point in my life where I desperately needed to engage with my life in a more meaningful way. In many ways, I am so grateful because the experience brought me the courage to transform. And I learned that these situations, as bad as they may seem, can protect you from something far worse. All three of these events would change my life forever and shape me to become the person I am today and lead me to this point in my life. If I think about my support systems and everyone who helped me get through these experiences, I cannot even count them on one hand. There were just so many beautiful souls that reached out to me. The universe, God, my faith carried me. Everyone who loved me from the spirit world supported me. My family, my friends, my doctors, nurses, the paramedics, the police officers, like the captain who saved me on that fateful day, the detective who found me that night, um, the magistrates, the prosecutors, the advocates who fought for justice, the support groups and the survivors that helped me to cope and process and survive. These are the incredible humans, the angels on earth who live their purpose with whom I had the good fortune to cross paths. You know, I get asked how I went from being a victim to a survivor. And honestly, it's simple. The only time I was a victim was in a police docket and a medical file. Being a survivor is a choice. And having survived my experiences is not enough. I had to choose to live. And I have to continue to choose to live. What helped me a lot was giving back to others what so generously had been given to me when I needed it. I did this by working as a volunteer and sharing my journey with other survivors. Lastly, I want to say that no matter the trauma, it can be losing your job, um, your business, uh, an abusive relationship, a divorce, a dreaded disease, um, a car wreck, the loss of a loved one. Every situation brings you the opportunity to learn and grow. How you deal with it is up to you because only you have the power to choose and change your circumstances.
Look beyond the obvious situation and see what it brings you. Is it here to bring you courage? Is it helping you unlocking your ambitions? Is it bringing you humility? Is it teaching you patience, kindness, tolerance? No matter how dark the situation is and you can't seem to see the light at the end of the tunnel, believe that you have the power and you are enough. Apply those lessons in your life to the highest good. Thinking about my own life, the overarching lesson for me in all of this is that we are not exempt from tests, tragedies, trials and tribulations. Still, when it happens, our faith, our connection to God, the universe and spirit will protect and guide us during those dark times so that we can emerge from the experience and enter a time of transformation, purification, growth and spiritual maturity. Sending you love and light always. Bye.